Are you listening? Damn. Hello, I'm Sean Brewster, and thank you for joining us on CEA Audio. This is where you'll catch our Q&A show, past episodes of CEA TV, our YouTube show, keynote speeches, and a host of other things. Thanks for being here, guys, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to this episode of CEA TV. I'm here today with Bodine Ledden. Bodine? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having uh, uh, putting aside uh, this time aside to have a chat. Um, I've been looking forward to having a chat to you because uh, you've got an interesting story when it comes to your career path and where you've gone and where you've come from. Um, we are currently sitting in the Australasian College of Massage and Myotherapy over here in Perth. I'm running a workshop this weekend here and you've been our gracious host, so thank you. Yeah, um, but getting to know you this weekend and the previous trip that I had over here, um, I've been kind of quietly impressed with what you've done over the last seven or eight years of your career. Yeah. Um, you've moved quite a bit around the country with your work, which I think is also interesting for a lot of people. A lot of people in this industry, we, try to, we tend to think, okay, I'm going to put my roots down here and I'm going to build a business and a reputation and a name for myself and I'm going to do it here. And they choose a spot. Whereas you've built your reputation and your name and taken it places. Yeah. From one side of the country to the other, in fact. Definitely. So, so where did you start? Where was it all beginning for you? Started in Canberra. So obviously I moved around a fair bit as a kid. Um, yeah, found my base in Canberra, finished off school, uh, went into study, um, ended up working with um, a fair, bit of, fair few athletes, which is sort of where my, my passion was and understanding injuries and rehab and that sort of stuff. So, so you're a sports focused therapist? Yeah, yeah. yeah with so, a soft tissue bent or yeah, focus, yeah. Exactly. So was loving that, there's some awesome opportunities, met some great people in Canberra who um, Really helped me out a lot. Um, Name them. Who who is real, who, are the, uh, who are the big influences for you? Our biggest one would be Brad Hiskins. So he definitely helped helped me out a lot in my career. Like a lot of people watching and listening would know Brad. Yeah, yeah. So um, then there's a lot of others that worked with him. So Scott Smith, Jess Clark, Anthony Choice, Jimmy Barker. So a lot of a lot of guys there that um, I learnt a lot from. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I guess there are still people to this day that I could um, call up and ask for advice or mm. um, yeah, any, anything that I really need. So. And that's an interesting point too. I, like I've collected a, a group of people like this around me over my career as well where you go, that person I can go to for that bit of information and always reliable. Yeah. And continu continuing those connections and keeping the, those bridges open is really important as you go through your career. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So and even though you're on the other side of the country, like you said, you can still call them up and they'll be there for you. Oh, exactly. And I, I still do. So obviously, um, being over here, it's, uh, you know, establishing those connections over here, it does take a little bit of time. So uh, having people like that to call on is, is always, um, well, it's always worked in my favour. So yeah. yeah. No, so you're the course coordinator for the massage and myotherapy course here. Yep. You came over for this role. Yep. Yeah. So you were teaching beforehand. Yeah. So um, sort of when I left Canberra, I wanted, I, I did want a bit of change. I sort of got a little bit stale, um, looking for the next thing, um, bit of career progression. So I went to Sydney, studied my TAE. Um, and then moved to Brisbane, so got a, got a job teaching um, teaching in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. um, really loved it there, but uh, again, always always looking to um, to go forward for that next step. And got a role in Perth, uh, and I thought, why not? I've got 
nothing to lose. Mm. Uh, it's a big opportunity for me. Uh, so here I am, loving yeah. it. So and having having played this role in a college myself, yeah. I know the challenges that you're facing and then the challenges that will come. Yeah. So all the best yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a really rewarding position and role to have. So yeah. I think you're going to really enjoy it. But um, it's it's a tough job, especially coming to a college. It's a new brand, I guess, in, in Perth. Um, you were creating a course from scratch, mm -hmm. two courses from scratch. Yeah. Um, with I don't know how much support you got to do that, but uh, you, the buck stopped with you basically as far as content creation and, and yeah. course constructions, from what I understand. So it can be a big challenge. Yeah. How is it, so you you came in here, what, eight months before the course started, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so I got here in April and um, didn't have much to work with, none of this was set up. Um, so yeah, pretty much started up from scratch. Mm. Uh, so I've been head down at a desk for past at least six months, six to eight months, um, just writing content and can be a little bit of a perfectionist um, where I do want to make it perfect, but again, it does take time. So. Mm. Feedback that I've had from other people involved in the course and other people kind of know what's going on here has been really positive, so you've obviously done something right. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got our first intake of students at the moment and um, I'm loving it. The passion there is, is great and it yeah. definitely inspires me to, to get better and do courses like this to, to continue my education. So. Sure. And so what what's your goal now that you've, you've built this course for this college and you're going to be teaching it? Do you see yourself progressing further in your career as time goes on? What's the next thing or the big goal for you in the future, do you think? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I have, have thought about it, but um, I just want to see this grow. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to see this grow into more cohorts of students and possibly even expanding the brand to different locations as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's definitely big things ahead and possibly even bringing in more courses here as well. Okay. Um, but initial, um, my main goal at the moment is to just get this up and running and having the content as best as I can. And um, Sure. Yeah, just yeah. getting better and better. The other thing that's interests me about you is you've got obviously this is a can be a very consuming job, yeah. time and you know mental uh, bandwidth and so on. But you also compete in Muay Thai. Yeah. So your athletic endeavours can consume a lot of time. And I, from what I understand, you train a lot. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's a training week look like on top of your working week? Uh, so usually I leave work here. Um, get home, quick something to eat, and straight to training. So we train for about three hours a night. Um, so There's not many sports in the world where you're not an elite athlete where you're doing three hours a night. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it is, it's definitely tough, but it's one of those things that you just, um, you have to do. If you don't set that side, uh, that time aside for yourself, I think you start to get overwhelmed with, with work, you know, stress. Um, it sort of gives you that release, that three hours. Something physical. Yeah, and you're, you're not thinking about anything else. You can't because you'll get punched in the face or something. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's just just something I love doing, something I enjoy, and it's a goal. It's always, um, you know, if you've got got a fight coming up, it's something to work towards. And mm -hmm. um, you seem fairly goal oriented. Yeah, you yeah. like to have something to work towards. Hundred percent. I think um, yeah. if I don't, if I'm not challenged, then I feel like I'm not going to go anywhere. So. Well, you said before that you were in Canberra and you started to feel a little stale. Yeah. So obviously that was another telltale sign that you you need something to chase. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So 
Um, yeah, and when people say, where do you see yourself? Sometimes in when I was in Canberra, I wasn't sure. I had I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Now I'm definitely uh, I've got that a lot of that passion back, and um, yeah, I've got something to work towards, and um, yeah, just keep keep improving. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, and then how do you balance that when you we all we're doing physical work as manual therapists or as, as health practitioners a lot of the time, and you're doing a sport that is purely designed to take away your physical capacity <laughs> to do things. Like you're going to get injuries, right? You're going to yeah. get knocked around, bruised and battered and you know, feel like you've been hit by a truck some mornings when you wake up, no doubt. Oh, it doesn't make sense, does it? No. Yeah, yeah some, a sport that's neurologically damaging. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I'm not too sure. I have my old coach, um, Israel, he sports scientist studying his PhD. He's a super intelligent guy and he couldn't answer that question either. So <laughs> there's, there's something in you that drives you to do it, right? Like I did martial arts for 20 years and it didn't make any sense to me at the time. Like, yeah. why would you want to do this? You're hurting yourself. Yeah. Um, but there's something in you that you, you you love the art of it or something. There's something in it that's Definitely. it's more than just the physical nature of it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those sports where, again, you're always improving. Um, there's always someone that's better than you. Always. Um, so each time you go, uh, you, you want to get better, you want to improve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's one of those things like, yeah, martial arts where it will take a lifetime to master and even still. If you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but you must have those days when you wake up and you go, I f- can't physically get myself to work and then be in front of a classroom yeah. and be on point and, you know, sharp and be able to, you know, fire answers back to students when you're nursing the back door or the knee that doesn't want to bend or whatever it is. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'll get up out of a chair and limp for a few steps before I can stand up. Yeah. What's wrong with you? No, no. Just all right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. um, Yeah, it's sort of, I I guess it's something you you get used to, but you sort of, I guess you sort of love the pain in a way. (laughs) You find a way to adapt to it. Yeah. So what advice would you have for somebody, given your experience where you've gone from you know, a pretty settled role in a clinic, in a well-established, well-known clinic over in Canberra, yep. good reputation, to go, oh, like, I've got, got a great opportunity here, but there's something else, and you had the guts to go and chase the something else, and it took you to another state, and then another state, and then across the country to another state. What advice would you have for somebody who's not feeling, they might have all the opportunities, everything's right there in front of them, mm-hmm. but they're not just not feeling like it's 100% where they're supposed to be. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people in that situation. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it, you hear it a lot, but you do have to back yourself. Uh, I, and sometimes, yeah, bite the bullet. It might work out, it might not. Um, I did have the support in, in Canberra. I knew that if, if something didn't work out, I could always go back. And um, that happened once. So I tried to move overseas. Um, Brad took me straight back in, so it's um, yeah, it's definitely comforting there. But I knew I sort of had to had to get out and you know do something different and um, yeah, just see how I'd go. But yeah. I guess yeah, the main thing you have to have you have to have that confidence. Has that always been you though, or did you have to find that for this particular move? Um, nah, I sort of I've I've sort of had it in me because I know that I, I did back my ability, but you you just now I know that something something's going to come up. Mm. Um, it's all going to work out, sort of thing. But yeah, a little bit of um, that self-talk definitely help helps you through it. But mm. um, yeah, ha- having supportive people around you as well 
Um, but a lot of the time, I've I've had I've had nothing, no one to fall back on as well, and you just have to you have to back yourself, and yeah. things will work out. Um, might not work out straight away, but um, as time goes on, you'll you'll be in the right place. Yeah, and so you've come over here, and you've got no family over here. No. Didn't know anyone really. No. Got a housemate moved in. Yeah, you know you've got some friends at work. Yeah, it can be lonely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I guess. The, the sport thing is a good outlet for that because you get a connection with a group of p people with a similar interest and yeah. you build friendships through that, right? Yeah. Um, that would, I guess, be good advice for someone who's going to move somewhere, like get involved in something. Oh, 100%. In our parents and our grandparents' generation, they would have joined the local community group or maybe would have gone and had a drink at the pub yeah. and got to know people that, like, yeah. there's all these things that we used to do years ago. We don't necessarily do in our culture so much anymore. Yeah. Maybe not in every culture anyway. But being involved in some kind of physical activity is a great way to build a connection wherever you are. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. Okay. Um, and so, any any more advice for people that might be struggling with where they think they should be going or maybe has that fear of, should I do this, this or this? They've got a number of options in front of them and, and they're tossing up because you've obviously made a big decision to come across the other side of the country and take on a role where you hadn't proven yourself in this role yet. Yeah. You hadn't done this job somewhere else. Yeah. Like if you run a college somewhere else, run a course somewhere else, it's like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. So they took a risk on you. You uh, took yeah. a risk on you. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a lot of risk taking. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you said you've got to back yourself. Is there anything more to it, do you think, than just that, than just mindset? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I think a lot does, does come back to your mindset, being determined, um, but, you do have to be passionate about it as well. So this is something that I am passionate about. So I do my best to, to do a good job. If it doesn't work out, that's back on me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'll, I'll bust my ass to make sure I yeah. do a good job. And I think that's good advice too. Like, like I always talk about the fact that if you're gonna make a decision to do something, make sure it ticks two boxes. I like it, like I love it. Like you said, you're passionate about it and you actually have a natural talent towards it. Yeah. You're good at it. You've demonstrated that you can do it well. If you tick those two boxes, you, can, it's, you can't really go wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, great. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Hope you guys got something out of that. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, thanks so much for giving us your time. We really hope you enjoyed that. Please give us a rating. If you like what you heard, let us know. If you didn't like what you heard, let us know as well. Your feedback is important. Thank you, and we'll catch you on the next one.